Welcome to episode four of Life After Baby. Because we all know that every pregnancy is different, every birth is different, but for some reason we give this prescription, just wait six weeks and all of a sudden now you're ready to start exercising. And women need to have better advice than that and they deserve better advice than that. Hey mummers, you're listening to the Life After Baby podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Andy. And together we're yoga mummers. This podcast is your go-to for all things yoga, meditation and wellness, where we chat to influential and inspirational women who have dedicated their life's work to helping mummers and those-to-be live in flow. These are women we have connected with throughout our journey, and now we want you to be able to connect with them too, learning from their shared stories about how we as mothers can use the tools of yoga to create stillness amidst the chaos of mum life. Our guest today is Taryn Gordon, who is a women's health and fitness physiotherapist in Townsville, Australia, founder of Swim Ride Mum and a mama to two beautiful girls. Her passion is to help women build strength from the inside out, both physically and emotionally. She helps women to exercise safely during pregnancy and to return to exercise and fitness after having children. Her aim is to offer women an opportunity to enjoy fitness that is safe, enjoyable and challenging. On her website and across her social media platforms, Taryn provides up-to-date evidence-based information and education for female athletes who want to improve their sports performance, women who want to engage in fitness at any level, women who want to learn how to enjoy a healthy lifestyle, women wanting to know how to exercise safely during pregnancy and postpartum, and mums returning to exercise after having their kids. In person, Taryn provides goal-orientated therapy and personalized training to women. In particular, she has an interest in pregnant women, new mums, and women who have pelvic health concerns. We've had the pleasure of spending quite a bit of time with Taryn talking about pelvic health. This is a topic that we are super passionate about and something that we get asked a lot from our tribe. Because this is such an important topic for mums, we've got part one for you today and part two next month. During today's conversation, we chat to Taryn about the worst thing that we can do as mummers when getting back to exercise post-baby, the major things we need to be aware of when returning to exercise post-birth, what actually is the pelvic floor and the core and why is it so important, the things we should be on the lookout for when it comes to pelvic health, especially how do we know if something's wrong her top pelvic floor exercises, and if we do need help, what sort of practitioner should we be seeking out? We can't wait to share this, so let's dive in. Hey, Taryn, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. We are actually live here together, which is exciting. it is exciting. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, and we've got Andy on the line as well. She is dialing in from down south in chilly Melbourne, and we're here in beautiful, sunny, Queensland. (laughs) So let's kick straight off because I know we have a lot to cover today. Um, You are a women's health physiotherapist, so we want to dive straight in. As mummers, what is the worst thing we can do when getting back into exercise post-baby? Definitely going too fast, too soon, and not taking that opportunity to uh, rebuild their core foundation. And also, I think just ignoring the warning signs and not 
appreciating when something is wrong to actually go and get uh, some guidance and help and just thinking that problems that they have will go away by themselves. So ignoring issues or going too fast too soon. So what are some of the major things then that we need to be aware of when we're returning to an exercise program? So for example, we obviously are big advocates of yoga because it's a really gentle approach to you know, starting to move the body in a really nourishing way. But what about people who um, wanna take a more um, you know, advanced approach, I guess? So maybe you were a runner or some other type of more high impact activity or even if you were um, practicing yoga perhaps you want to go back into those quite advanced strong classes what's your recommendations of the things that we need to be really aware of what should we be on the lookout for the first thing for me is just to really appreciate the changes that have occurred in your body during pregnancy and to know that going back to any form of exercise, no matter how uh, gentle um, you might think it is, um, there are risks associated with it. So there's hormonal changes um, that occur during pregnancy and especially if you're continuing to breastfeed, changes in your posture from having had a baby, you know, carrying it for nine months. There's stretched ligaments, potential tearing of muscles, all those sorts of things and I think what happens is after like during pregnancy we're guided so well as to the health of um, our own self and the baby and we're prepared for giving birth and then once you deliver a baby the last thing you're going to be thinking about is your return to exercise so once you leave the hospital or wherever it might have been that you're giving birth um, say that six weeks passes and you're told that this is a sort of time frame where you should be ready for exercise again, then women often then just jump straight back into the exercise that they were doing previously without having that appreciation that it's actually going to take time to rehabilitate and rebuild um, from, I guess, that foundation from the inside out um, and taking that graduated steady approach to returning to exercise. And even if it's an exercise that doesn't require high impact, things like deep squats and deep lunging poses um, can also affect the core and the pelvic floor as well. So I really recommend having a guided return to exercise or at least having somebody who is well qualified and highly trained um, in postpartum exercise. And a lot of the time there's people who will claim to be um, postnatal exercise therapists or PTs, whatever it might be, but actually asking these people some questions and asking what their qualifications and understanding is. Um, just being a mum and having had a baby yourself isn't a good enough qualification in, in my books anyhow. Um, there has to be a, a further understanding and a further learning um, that should go hand in hand. Um, and if these people aren't asking you questions around your birth um, and how your body is and any signs and symptoms that you um, may be having, um, and they're asking you to do exercises that are way too advanced too soon without giving you that graduated return, then I'm thinking that they're probably not the right um, instructor therapist for you. 
um, and to really just seek that guidance and to appreciate that um, it's it's going to take time and that the person who's guiding you or yourself needs to have a real understanding that your body is not the same as it was mm. just before you, you know, before you had baby. It's so true, isn't it? I remember after I had Kobe, because I had an emergency Caesar, and even at the six week mark when the doctor essentially said, Yep, you're you're good to go, you can now start to return to, to exercise, I felt still really, really sore. And I felt like there was no way that I could return to regular kind of exercise I could I was still barely moving around Uh, I was able to go for some gentle walks and practice some very 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 gentle yoga because Mm. I did feel a real pulling so I think that advice is fantastic because we are all so different we do have completely different birth experiences and our bodies respond completely differently as well and that's just the thing because we all know that Every pregnancy is different, every birth is different, but for some reason we give this prescription, just wait six weeks Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden now you're ready to start exercising. Mm -hmm. And women need to have better advice than that and they deserve um, better advice than that. And it's understanding too that having the right check, so at that six week check with your GP or um, obstetrician or gynecologist midwife whoever it might be um, they're really just checking that nothing's amiss there's no signs of infection there's no signs of like retained placenta for example mm-hmm. um, that you maybe your stitches are healing those sorts of things but they haven't actually done a really um, well-rounded sort of assessment where they're looking at your pelvic floor they're looking at your core are they looking at the um, quality of the contraction of the muscles and how well have they healed Um, those sorts of things and without that information we can't just tell you that you're ready for exercise Mm -hmm. and when they um, are saying you're ready for exercise what they should be telling you is that you're ready for a really graduated return to exercise I like to think of it like if you had say an ACL reconstruction or something like that and you went back to your um, surgeon Mm -hmm. and they said oh this is looking really good everything's healing well as they would expect but that's where it kind of stops with them and then they refer on to a physiotherapist who then can give you the exercises and that long program um, that we would you know we would be giving them 12 weeks of rehabilitation before they even do anything that's starting to look like what they did before they had that acl reconstruction and that's kind of how i think we should be looking at postpartum recovery is that there needs to be a rehabilitation phase and then a return to exercise we agree absolutely i think it's really great that you um suggest us asking questions as well i think there's a temptation that you see something advertised there are so many postnatal postpartum programs out there i think it's great to to feel empowered to ask for qualifications and you know check that the program that you're you're doing is actually really suitable for you um you mentioned pelvic floor and core can you tell us why this is so important Mm. so the core i like to refer to as our foundation for fitness so 
a lot of people will recognize the core as being the pelvic floor and the transverse abdominals. Um, that is two components of the core, but we also have our diaphragm, which is our breathing muscle, and then the multifidus, which is basically our deep spinal support muscle. And I like to think of it as, you know, if you've ever done a house renovation and you look at a wall that you just don't like and you say, can we just get rid of that wall, please? And the builder says, well, actually, there's a really important support beam that's running through that wall, so we can't just take it out because otherwise the walls around it will start to fall away. And that's how I like to think of the core, is it's, it's our deep support um, and it's our foundation. And if we, um, if it's not working well in a coordinated fashion, if the muscles aren't strong, um, then we'll start to see fallouts in our body in other parts. So it might not be a core problem that you will see. It could be, you know, a knee that just keeps getting, you know, injured or sore, or a shoulder that is, you know, always painful. And if we've ignored that initial rehabilitation of the core that's what we'll start to see and then the pelvic floor often people uh, recognize it as a muscle so that sling of muscles from the pubic bone at the front to the coccyx and to the um, sit bones on either side um, but it's not just a muscle it's also ligaments fascia nerves um, and it's also housing our pelvic organs so the uh, uterus for women plus your bladder and your bowel and the main role of the pelvic floor or a couple of its roles is to maintain continence so basically stopping us from peeing or pooing ourselves um, and it's also supporting and housing those pelvic organs and it's um, part of the support system that will stop it from prolapsing which basically means stop it from falling out through the vagina. So the pelvic floor and the core are, to me, incredibly, incredibly important. Um, and that's why I think it's so important not to ignore any signs and symptoms postpartum and to actually do some foundation work to rehabilitate it. Yeah, I actually really love that analogy you used about having a sort of, you know, a wall in a structure of a building that holds everything together we often think of our limbs as sort of quite separate but it's it's yeah it's a nice idea that we've got this sort of center that holds us all together and that's that mm. keeps us strong um so how i mean postnatally one of the things that people mention is, is leakage so if you have any leakage then that's something you need to look into anything else that we'll need to look out for or that kind of tells us about our pelvic pelvic health pelvic floor health yeah absolutely so I will start with saying the only way that you will truly know your quality of your pelvic floor is to have an internal assessment by a women's health physiotherapist. Um, but some of the signs and symptoms you can look out for uh, postnatally or in any stage of your life is that leakage. So whether that be um, with when you exercise or when you cough, sneeze, laugh, pick up your child, um, or it could be this sense of urgency so where you can't make it to the toilet on time or say putting in the keys in the door for example and it triggers something in your mind where you think oh gosh I've got to get to the toilet and I've got to get there now so some women talk about you know in the shopping center walking around and then all of a sudden I've got to go to the toilet and it's got to be right now um, so they're two 
signs that there could be some work um, and that there is potentially a core dysfunction happening. Um, other signs, so pelvic pain um, or signs of prolapse, which can um, present like low back pain, a heaviness or dragging type sensation, um, or it might be felt like a bulging sensation in the vagina. Um, and then any problems um, emptying the bowel or the bladder and also painful sex as well. So, you know, that painful penetration, all signs that there could be something um, wrong with the pelvic floor or core. And I, I imagine that I mean, often we, we mentioned before about that, that sort of post six week period or the post six to 12 week period, but um, it, it doesn't sort of end there, does it? Like if you were experiencing these things months down the track, they're not the kind of thing that you just leave and, and they'll get better. Um, you know, if you notice, notice this sort of stuff six months down the track, it's, I guess I'm thinking it would be important to kind of get it checked out then mm. as well. And that's the thing is that some women don't notice it until they start the higher intensity exercise. So you might be absolutely fine with your day-to-day tasks and your, you know, your yoga, your Pilates, um, but then all of a sudden you think, okay, I'm, I'm probably ready to start running again because that's what all the books and the internet say. So they start and then they start to leak, but they think, oh, well, I must be strong because I've done my you know, six weeks of whatever therapy it might've been, even if they have done some core rehabilitation, but there's this continuity of care that doesn't always exist where um, we need to take women from this low level exercise and do all the stages of rehabilitation to get to that higher intensity exercise. So often for women, it might be look like I've had my baby, waited my six weeks, I do my six weeks of um, postnatal Pilates, and then I start to run. And laying on your back doing mat work, from that to running, that's a huge jump, and you've missed a lot of components in between. Um, So that's one problem. And then I think how you're saying too, like six months later, it it could show as a, a sign as a problem then later down the track um, it doesn't mean that too much time has passed and I'm now no longer able to be rehabilitated um, so it's definitely worth um, seeking therapy and seeking help um, because it, there definitely can be changes no matter how um, further like how far down the track and obviously the earlier you you start the better um, but it doesn't mean that it it's something that can't be changed even if it, the signs only show up later down the track is, is it ever too late like is it ever you know years down the track you sort of get to a point where you go yeah no nah, your pelvic floor's gone don't worry about it or can is there always something that can be done i would caution to say that we give a, a global yes everyone can get better or no there's no chance I would say for most women, there is definitely something that could be done. Um, and often when they're feeling like that, like it's like so far down the track, women are actually starting to consider surgery. Um, so like different types of sling surgeries um, to help support the pelvic floor um, when they haven't actually tried a few steps before that in between. Um, so yeah, it might be, uh, 
might have more damage that has occurred um, if you were ignoring those warning signs, ignoring incontinence, and for example, and this grade one prolapse has all of a sudden turned into a grade three or four where um, you know the pelvic organs are starting to really come out of the vaginal opening. Um, that is harder to rehabilitate or do something about than if you came in at that early phase and you started working on it when there wasn't such a problem. But I would not say that it's there's nothing that can be done. There's there's so many things that um, can be done, um, and I think kegels everyone hears about their pelvic floor exercises and kegels and that might be what you need but there's a whole gamut of um, therapies um, that women's health physiotherapists can give um, and that's sort of just the tip of the iceberg so um, I'll just give an example um, a pessary so it's um, there's a few different types but you would um, basically insert it into the vagina um, and if you think about it, it would be like a support like a, a how you would wear a bra um, lots of therapists refer it to um, the pessary as a, a bra or a support for your um, pelvic organs or your vagina basically so um, yeah there's those there's so many things that they can do um, to help so don't think it's too late Mm, absolutely. In terms of preparing it. And have you got any top pelvic exercises? Like, obviously, I imagine there'd be, there'd be lots, there'd be lots you can do, but is there sort of like a couple that would be your go to pelvic floor exercises for your average mum? It depends. When you're talking specifically pelvic floor exercises, I would say there's definitely some awesome strategies that you can do to help tap into the pelvic floor. A lot of women find it just hard to find their pelvic floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously this is an audio recording, not a video, um, but there are some things that you can do. Um, I think the best thing is just to really change your alignment. When you're starting out and you're trying to um, really just get that initial contraction going, um, just checking that your body is in alignment. So often after birth, we have this... Um, tendency to have our ribs flared out and um, potentially our sort of ribs not stacked over our pelvis they're often pr pushed right behind us um, and then we may be tr trying to really tuck our bottom under or it may be um, really poking out from the way we carried our baby but just pulling ourselves back into a sort of neutral alignment and there is a broad range of neutral but just checking that our um, chest isn't overly sort of tipped up or hunched over and one way you can do that is just to stand side on in the mirror and just have a look at your breast trajectory and see if they would be pointing just facing forwards um, so not tipping up and not tipping down and then move your um, thoughts to your pelvis and checking that your ribs are stacked over your pelvis um, and then doing a little bit of rocking on the pelvis um, and then finding that relaxed neutral position so where the bottom isn't particularly poking out or heavily tucked under and then looking at the weight in the feet and trying to get the weight evenly spread across the feet um, 
And then in that position, you will have better chance to contract the pelvic floor than you would if you were in a poor um, alignment. And then in terms of core exercises, well, I think all, all, core, all exercises are core exercises because that's where our body moves from. So I would just be advocating for functional core exercises. So whatever it is that your goal is, let's make our core exercises look like that. So if I wanna to learn to run again um, or rehabilitate for running, I need to do things that look like running, which may be single leg squats, it may be forward propulsion movements, but laying on my back doing sit-ups and planks and that sort of thing, that doesn't look like running. So we need to um, do that really goal-orientated functional exercise to actually get to where we want to be. to go and check out mm, it's probably easier to see yeah. um rather than yeah me describing it verbally is it's a little bit tricky yeah, yeah absolutely awesome. and we can link to that in the show notes as well to that video so awesome. people's mums can see it so uh you work here in townsville Mm-hmm. Um, but if I wasn't based here, so mums that might be listening that aren't based here, they're based someone, somewhere else, what sort of health practitioner should they be seeking out? So if there's obviously a women's health physio, obviously that's a great place to start. But if there isn't, you've mentioned a few questions that we should be asking at the beginning of the interview. What kind of health practitioners would we be seeking? Yeah, Just anyone who's highly qualified who is willing to work with you from where you're at. Um, so uh, anyone who is a postnatal, um, postpartum fitness instructor or yoga um, therapist, for example, um, just depends on what type of exercise you're wanting to get back into. Um, I would definitely start with the women's health physiotherapist and trying from there. Um, and if, if that's not available in your area, then working with a fitness or health professional who has had at least those um, qualifications and that further training. Um, yeah, I would say that mo- hopefully most women would be able to access a, a women's health physiotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or osteopath as well, because Andy mm. works with some osteos that have the women's health yeah. training as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's wrap up. If you had to sum up life after baby in a single word, what would that mean for you? I love this question and I have thought about it before and it probably changes all the time, but the one that I keep coming back to is awakening. Um, Mm. Yeah, and I would describe it like that because I feel like after baby, it's like you're almost reborn Mm. and it's this awakening to life where where you question everything, you reconsider your values, you reconsider your um, your priorities, your perspective changes. So yeah, I feel like as baby is born, you're kind of re- reborn as well. Um, yeah, so my words, awakening. I love that. We agree. Yes, <laughs> we agree. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. This is such a topic that needs more airtime, more attention. We do get quite a lot of mums contact us about this exact topic. So we really appreciate having the opportunity to chat to you about it and get um, your take on it because you work solely in this area. Um, so thank you again and we will link to your website and videos you have loads of resources on social media um, that you pop out for mums all the time which is great so we'll link to all of those in the show notes and yeah thank you again no thank you guys for having me it's been really lovely and congratulations i think must be said to you for one for your podcast i think it's amazing but also um for bringing this topic um to have more airtime because I, I completely, completely agree. It's something that women often don't talk about or don't hear enough about. Um, so putting it out there starts the conversation and it really does help so many women once. It's just about getting that initial um, ball rolling where they can start to seek some help and guidance for themselves and it would it can really change their life. Well, there you have it, mummers. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Life After Baby. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we loved creating it. We release one podcast per month that you can access via iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Yoga Mummers website. Simply head to yogamummers.com.au forward slash podcast to access this and future episodes, as well as each guest's answers to how they incorporate yoga into mum life. I'm Kate, joined by Andy, and this has been Life After Baby.